You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The one thing that we do got to get into is our segment. The shiny. Uh, known as Shiny Objects. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for the listeners, what this segment is, if you haven't heard about this, it's, it's just we're going to just basically talk about what our current obsession is. It can mm-hmm. be archery-related, hunting-related. It can be anything you want. It doesn't have to be an object. We mm-hmm. talked about that before, too. So... Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley, and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range, where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. The Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Um, but yeah, we'll start with you, man. Um, what is your uh, current shiny object? I would say if I had to, if I had to, the, the first place I go to with that is experiencing new places. There you go. Uh, I've, so I get stuck and I've had it explained to me in in a way that I I could understand is like, I put my schedule together as far as like hunting and going to new places. Uh, and, and once I, I put a new place or a new hunt in it, I have a hard time letting it go. And what I mean by that is like, I've worked hard to find properties. I've worked to to figure out properties and then to be successful in killing deer and to, to not go on that hunt next year or for maybe two years right. and replace it with a new place and replace that place with a new place. And just, so I would say that that, that would be my shiny object is to just is experiencing these new places. I just spent two, two months in uh, the mountains in Idaho and I, it's just like, you know, hell's Canyon. I, I basically lived in like, it, it's mm-hmm. like, um, 
and everywhere I go and I get a new tag or I go to a new place and I scout this or I go fishing here, I, it, it, it doesn't matter if it sucks. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Right. right? Because it's new. Yeah. Right. So I think like culturally you get, you get more experienced and you just become better and all the growth. So that like in a nutshell, I would say, uh, uh, pushing myself to, into experiencing new places. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I like Another it. hard one to beat. See, that's what I love about this shiny objects, man. You know what I mean? Just because it brings out so many things that you, maybe you wouldn't just yeah. naturally talk about, yeah. right? right? It might not come out naturally, but you're like, mm, I gotta, I'm going to put some thought into this for a second. Yes. And I think that's the awesome thing is like when you get a question where you yourself, somebody fires a question at you and you go, yeah, why, yeah. Do, <laughs> why do, what is that for me? What yeah. is that? You know, and that, and that, you know, collectively, you know, is a good exercise for yourself and you start, you know, kind of rummaging through stuff and then it, and it, it all the stuff that we talk about is connected and that's what I love about mm-hmm. it. Right. Like, and then it goes back into expectations and this and that and the suck and the peaks and valleys and you just kind of process it all. And it's, I don't know, man, like the outdoor stuff, it's like such a crazy unwritten brotherhood thing Yeah, right. that is just like, you're just bound by this. I don't know. It's, there's nothing else on the planet like it. There mm-hmm. isn't. And I love it. And I'm glad I have family and I got two more brothers now. And yeah, man. Yeah. yeah I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's great community to be in. It is. It's, it is. It's the strongest. It's the best. Like you can right. meet somebody you've never met at a grocery store and they go, oh, I see you have like an orange hat on. Yeah. Deer hunt. Next thing you know, like you've known each other for 10 years and that's ultimately what it is. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. it's that like, it's that relating stimulants that like you, you've done that. I know that feeling and not like, you know, mm-hmm. me saying stuff and you're like, Oh, the goosebumps. And it's, yeah. I don't know, man, you, you walk into a store and you see <laughs> yeah. somebody with camo. You're like, that's my dude. You yeah. know, like yeah, you don't exactly. say nothing to him or anything, you know, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I love it. Dude. And then we all meet in a gas station. No yeah. Yeah. And you know, and the guy's actually in, a dick. No. I'm yeah. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to see you right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we can meet yeah. in a grocery store out yeah, of season, yeah. but right now I don't want to talk to yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's all good until you get the Kuyu slash Sitka showdown in the grocery oh, store. Yeah. Yep, that oh, happened yeah. to me guys. last fall. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, me yeah. mugging each other. It's like, this is my public like, spot, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're still wearing your sunglasses and we're inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you think your camo's going to help you out, I don't think so. Uh, it's so good. funny that that's like a real battle. Isn't yeah, it? like some of the stuff yeah, yeah. Like, it's superior it's okay jason and when he was on <laughs> david brinker's podcast with uh the altitude podcast they were talking about that because david used to work for sitka and he's it's just amazing how these battles like people literally get it's in fights and arguments about the better camo or whatever yeah. <laughs> he even admitted he said when i was working for sitka sometimes i'd see somebody wearing something else and i'd kind of be like ah, you know but he's like, it's so, so stupid. Yeah. Why do we yeah. do that? Yeah. He's like, it's yeah. just like this natural thing because I work for him. Same yeah. thing with us. Like, I'm like, oh, you got a ham ski on your bow. Right. I see. Yeah, but yeah. again, you know, it's like, why? Who, I who cares? I 100% yeah. do it just to poke the bear. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just to oh, yeah. stir some yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, well, I, I've, <laughs> I've debunked all those rules. You know, me living right. in the back of my truck with my Walmart solids. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, like. Yeah. that's another like good thing that to cover on a podcast too sometime is like you know talking about you don't need all the fancy expensive shit and i think that's where Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like i could never do that yeah i I was like i can't afford this i can't afford that i can't afford that just Mm -hmm. go dude get what you can and just go Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah there's customers that come in they're like well you know for me i know i don't need the sitka but this dude's wearing it. So I, it, marketing and, and, works. Marketing and works. admittingly he yeah. goes, you know, I'm just sitting in my deer stand, Yeah, you know? So it just makes me feel like I'm that dude. Yeah. I'm like, 
you know what? That's awesome. Yep. But mm-hmm. you know, to your point, like yep. my dad's like, I used to, you know, wear a shirt and you know, yep. blue jeans, like what the hell? That's one <laughs> but, of the, that's one of the best bits of advice that any I've ever heard from anything anywhere is spend money on hunting experiences, not hunting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what I do. Like, I mean, I'll spend thousands of dollars every season on tags and it's like, I, I, if I could go buy the top of the line stuff and everything, you know, sure, everybody would like that, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, again, you make your sacrifices where you can, and I'm going to spend all my money and channel all my energy on just freaking being there yeah. because yeah. without being there, all this other stuff is, you know, right. you'll have guys that have, you know, 50 new bows and all the latest stuff and all the great stuff, then they'll turn around and bitch about how expensive gas and tags and everything yep. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you forgot. I could to, spend yeah. three seasons with the shit you got. You know, yeah. if I sold it on Craigslist, like I, could, I mean, really, like it's. Yeah. I mean, this mm-hmm. how how much I've learned that you don't need much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because then you forget to budget for those tags, yeah. the gas, all the food, you, all you else. really need is the belly fire. Right, the rest exactly. of the shit just it works. <laughs> it'll play it. itself out. Play the wind right, yeah. you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What about you there, Hollywood? What's oh, your God. uh shiny object i don't know there's a lot of things i run into every day so i just squirrel brain uh (laughs) we'll be right back New for the 2023 archery season is our brand new online arrow customizer. Build your victory or eastern arrows with multiple vein options, configurations, and custom arrow wraps in a large array of designs and colors. Spine indexing and expedited build options are also available so you can get back out in the field and flinging in style. Check out the Vapor Trail Arrow Customizer at www.vaportrailarchery.com forward slash arrow customizer. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to get the, I don't know. I keep referencing South Dakota, but I guess that's my fire right now. It's just, it was just like last year for North Dakota, you know, it was first time there mm-hmm. last year and I was all fired up all summer. And now my dad and I kind of have an idea for where we're going to be for public, you know, hunting and took us all of a month to finally find a spot. And, you know, we're going to probably go out there in August or late September and scout it out and hunt. There you it. go. Nice. It's just, uh, I think the excitement's there again. Like now, I don't know, for the last month I haven't really been shooting, but now I'm like, okay, we, we've got this spot. We've seen some inside reviews that I know it's successful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, dude, I, I got to get out and shoot now. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know that I'm kind of burning on the South Dakota thing again where I'm just like, I'm ready. And, yeah, man. and again, maybe a plug for our arrow customizer here, but <laughs> now that that's going to be done and live by the time this airs yeah. oh man it's a good breath of air yeah fresh air to take it will be uh you know just focusing on hunting and busy season man busy season's here so yeah. we're starting to get slaughter in the pro shop so focus shift for sure yeah I, it was kind of cool because i didn't know you, when you told me i didn't know your dad was going with you so that's awesome um yeah that's that's really awesome man you got to treasure those moments yeah. i know you you said your dad yeah is gone my dad died of cancer in 2018 and even even then 13 years prior to that he wasn't really able to hunt anymore yeah. just got right. to a point where he just couldn't go and that was kind of crushing a little bit but at the same time it's like i kind of started to figure out too that it wasn't really his thing yeah the only reason he ever went hunting was for me yeah and that's and that itself is so powerful yeah like, yeah and i was just like but awesome that your dad gets to go with you right um so yeah you guys are gonna have a blast i think for me it's like that that part of growing up and 
becoming a more mature hunter is just like we butt heads, you know, yeah. quite a bit, yep. but I mean, we've been there for each other for musky fishing and his biggest yep. year and whatnot, but it's like, yep. you know, he's always talked about going West in this last yep. year. I finally like text him like, you know, one day I'm going to want that back and want yep. that moment. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, give me your, give me your license number. Give me your, you know, all the information yep. I need. I'll plug it in. We'll apply together do it and yeah, I'm, like i'm forcing him to go yeah. now so it's like it's like you know yeah again we're probably going to have some moments we all do whoever we're hunting yeah. with our buddies there's going to be a day where everything just sucked complete ass but with and like a, be mad but like the elders that it. like you grew up with you know that were kind of there like helping you get into it and all that right. stuff and like you're young you're a young kid and then when you kind of become you know a man and you're with those those mentors there's something really cool about being hunting with them because you can take on some of the responsibility and right. it's kind of the full circle and you can, you can, it's a rite of passage. Like mm-hmm. I'm a man now and look yeah. what you taught me and you it's, and, and I know that they're going, you know, they're proud and like, I did a good job and look what you're doing here. And you're, it's, it's really cool when you can, you can have that dynamic and, and be able to go through and hunt. Like, right. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He was dragging my deer and now I push him all the way and tell me, tell him, yeah. you know, let me do it. Yeah. You know, and, and just I, like you said, like getting his information and, you know, getting the stuff lined up for a hunt, like, you know, that's something that like maybe he wouldn't do by himself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you're kind of taking the reins a little bit. Whereas or when you were younger, he had the reins and it's just this, right. It's this full circle deal that like when you get to hunt, like with a mentor, you know, and a family member, it's, I don't know, man, there's nothing like, it's so cool, yeah. but button heads or not, like, <clears> it's just, you know, yeah. I, I just love it. Like when I hear people say that they're going out with their dad and stuff, like it's just, ah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It'll be fun. And, and so remember the lesson here about expectation, right? Yeah. I know. And that's, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not to say it, not even about killing a deer or anything like that. Right. Cause I think about, so, you know, I hunted with Ben out in North Dakota many, many years and his dad would come with us and he just loves being outside. He just, he's all about it. He, he's not about getting over the next ridge, getting over the next ridge. Getting, he's like, you guys are nuts. I don't, I'm just going to stay back here. You guys go have fun. And we're like, okay, crazy dude. We're out of here. Yeah, yeah. And so we bail. And then we, after the day we come back and he's like, yeah, I saw like 50 deer. I had like six of them walk right out in front of me right here. Yeah. He's like, I just sat here all day and just watched them come by. And he didn't even want to, didn't even care to shoot one. So again, if your dad's like, all right, I just want to sit here do it yeah. let them and yeah go yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah right now or I'm chill like, with them whatever way yeah. you want to go yeah, but i've kind of already set the stage like where you know our plan for the first trip out is going to be it's scouting because that's what i did yeah. last time i mean yeah. it's it's hunting season yeah but i i've never been there yeah i, exactly. I don't know any i have no yep. information yep. uh of people that have hunted this spot to know yeah is there even going to be anything there i mm-hmm. have no idea i could see yep. a prairie dog and that'd be yep. it so it's yep. like uh, it's for a scouting sure. mission we yep. find a deer yep even better if we kill yep. a deer oh my god that yep. is far beyond the yep. expectation of the first hunt and that's what's so awesome trip. about those scouting trips because a lot of the times i mean i realize they can't happen because it is so far and like the resources right. but it again back to the expectations is like a scouting trip really helps you curve that expectation mm-hmm. you know where where it's going to be so when you go back out there you can like go you know okay we spent three days we saw this for deer this is the kind of the quality of deer we saw and you know that way when you go back into it i think your trip and that's a part of scouting where I think people don't really realize 
when you're just scouting, they think like you're just specifically looking for a deer and all this. And it's like, you can go back and like take this lump of data that you've gathered through these days and go, you know, maybe I'm not going to go into this thinking I'm going to shoot this huge deer. I'm going to really enjoy the camping and maybe a little bit more of the fishing. And like, right. you know, mm-hmm. and this part of it's still going to be fun. And I think overall that scouting just helps like the, the, the aesthetics of like, you know, what you walk out of that trip with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a part of scouting that I think a lot of people don't, they just go, oh, shit, we didn't see much. It sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that just made you going back into it. Like mm-hmm. you, now when you actually do go, you're going to have a better time. You just gain that knowledge, man. Because if you rammed into this thing thinking you're going to just everywhere behind every tree and you go there and it does kind of suck, like mm-hmm. then you're really going to be let down. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so maybe yeah. you bring a little bit more fishing stuff or you spend a little bit more time doing this or exploring yeah. that and like, yeah. yeah, man. Our plan is just to kind of hang out, have fun. Yeah. Bring some binos. Heck yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. bows will be yeah. there. The bows will be there on opening day, so. Hell yeah. yeah. It, it's such a cliche thing to say, but yes, I mean, just have fun. Yeah. Some people forget yeah. about yeah. that, you know. Right. I've been hunting with some people where they just, like, I, I'm like, I can't hunt that person anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's too much kill. Too negative, too, you know I, I get mean? it, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just. And, and, and that's the one thing too. Like if you guys can, if you guys can hang out and even though you said you butt heads, right. Yeah. But you can still work through it. That's huge too. Yeah. Right. Just like Griffin and Damon, you know, same thing with what they were talking about, how, you know, they just get at each other's throats once in a while or they get mad at each other or whatever. And that's normal. Right. Just how do you, how do you deal with it or, you know, whatever. So that's what I think what makes a really good hunting, hunting buddy. Right. You know, yeah. Compromise. Like Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a lot like, Cause again, the, the levels, like for me, like it's hard for me to go at somebody that has like, that's going to get up on the 16th day and go, today's the day. (laughs) They're just going to look at you and go, no, it's not. You know, like I'm sick of this shit. Like this isn't (laughs) enough, dude. You're nuts. Like this is it. Like this clearly sucks. We've been doing this for two weeks. Like it's not. So like, it's hard for me. Like that's why I do a lot of stuff solo because my balance is a lot different than people. And Mm -hmm. you know, by a week they're like, yeah, you're not living the dream. This sucks. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) So, yeah, like, when you do go on a trip with somebody, there is a level of compromise that needs to happen, right. you know. And this, just like your buddy that you said, that, you know, you guys go ahead. Yeah. I'll stay here. Like, I'm okay with staying back. If mm-hmm. you guys are okay with me staying back, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah. works out. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I mean, especially when you see he's, like, just he's ripping layers off and he's just like, what? This is this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you did that for the next week, you'd be miserable and yeah. you wouldn't have a good trip. Yeah, right. And that's okay. Again, it's all about yep. you know it's totally what, okay. what are you there for? Yep. The fulfillment for yep. him was to be yep. there with his son. Yep. Yep. And to experience the the outcome. Absolutely. And and also just just be out there, be outside. Yep. Right. You know yep. all that kind of stuff. He doesn't have to hike yep. ten miles to get the fulfillment he needs. He's perfectly right. fine just chilling right there. Yep. And he saw more deer than we did. Yep. So exactly. <laughs> there's a lesson <laughs> to be learned there, right? Um so yeah, but my uh my shining object right now uh-huh. is this guy. This is the uh, I just got the ultra view button. So I have actual object. Um but I I've always wanted to move to this style of release, uh just because I know that Technically speaking, the way that I draw a bow and my form and everything isn't really the way that it should be, I guess, but it depends, right? I've, for as long as I've been shooting a bow, right, I've been just like, whatever, I don't care about all of, all that. Right. What, what I do works for me, right? Yeah. Yep. But now I'm starting to get this, 
hearing more and more from people, the more you shoot a bow, the, the more likely you are to develop bad habits and then get target panic. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to avoid that by, you know, rectifying that and just starting to fix my form, starting to shoot better, um, starting to use different tools. It doesn't necessarily mean that this is the best tool to use. Just want, always right. wanted to try it. always wanted to play with it. And right. I'm just loving it. I, mm -hmm. It's just, uh, just sitting there, you know, if I'm sitting at home or something watching a show, I just sit there with the D loop material and just, you know, yeah. and I just keep doing yeah. it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then, so you kind of got me on the train of with the Joel Turner thing. Yeah. And Sean Josh, IQ. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but shot IQ. Yep. Um, so this gentleman was a SWAT sniper, police officer, all that kind of stuff, taught people how to shoot, but didn't really know how to shoot himself. Sure. And then so had to really push himself to figure out like, what do you, how do you figure out the, uh, the mental game of knowing that there's this explosion that's coming. You mm -hmm. like, you can't really can't do it. Yep. You know what I mean? So getting over that and then just going super into detail, which we won't go into here cause I won't get any of it right. <laughs> um, but that's really kind of been my thing. I have really been focused on that and just trying to figure out Cause it's, it's really intriguing when you yeah, break it sure. down to like the scientific level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not about, Oh, you just do this and it works. Like he's really breaking it down yeah. to a psychological yeah. level. And I love how he, well, he, when he was on Rogan, he kind of related it to how martial artists train bow hunting is different or shooting a bow is different because you have to, you know, you draw the bow back and you just have to shoot it. Right. Like you don't go through classes and, and, and they go, okay, this is how you draw a bow. And then this is how right. you shoot it. And t I mean, most people just pick up a bow and start shooting it and then they get better and better. And then that's how they do it. So this concept of understanding and making decisions as opposed to just letting things happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really, really interesting. So that's my, that's my thing. For and sure. It's awesome. Plug that's for Joel Turner. Hopefully we're, we want to try to get that guy on here. <laughs> yeah. Cause boy, could we go down a rabbit hole with that? But, oh God, it'd be um, bad. But yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That, his style of shooting, I've listened to some of his stuff and it, I've been working on it for, you know, two, three months now. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like one of those things. It's like almost placebo, maybe like he's definitely sure, on to something, yeah. but yeah. I'm just like, yeah, maybe my shooting has gotten that much better because now I'm more yeah, actively exactly. thinking yeah, about sure. every single step that I'm in and what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like I think you were saying earlier too, you can apply it to real life where, like, you know, actively think about yeah. what's going on here and you know, just thinking through everything before yep. it happens, you yep. know, and, and talk I've, yourself through it. Dude, I've shot, thing. you know, some of my best games. I mean, having the right equipment helps though too. I mean, yep. having an eight power lens, yep. you know, yep. <laughs> when, when yep. the target's that big, you know, yep. in my scope, yeah, that helps. But, yeah. you know, having some of that shot execution is just huge. And, yeah. You know, listening to what he's got, it's pretty sweet. And I actually got to play at that new release just yesterday and mm -hmm. it's pretty nice. And what, what gets me going is, well, because initially my thought was, well, this, how does this really apply to hunting? This is, to me, this is all about trying to hit a penny at 20 yards, yeah. right? And do it 60 times in a row. Yeah. But really, the, the kind of the way, what made him really want to start doing this was all the times that he had missed animals mm -hmm. or had a bad shot on an animal. And then when he started having good shots, he started thinking back as to, okay, what was the process that I went through to do that? And he wasn't really what he calls blueprinting it. He was mm -hmm. like, well, I didn't really blueprint what I was doing, so I, I, I'm not sure what to do next mm -hmm. time to make sure that I do it again. Yeah. And then he started just making a more conscious decision of, 
always making sure he's making the perfect shot no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's part of that decision-making process. Cause I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've shot in an animal missed and I can't even, I couldn't even walk you through my process. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, did I even look through my peep? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. 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 But I, see, I think too, like on the, on the flip side of what you're saying, there's also that level of like, you can get inside your own head with so much stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's like shooting, shooting uh traditionals that way. Like oh I, dude, I've read so many books and so on. Like, cause it's like, you know, and you'll shoot and you're like, I'm, I'm not like, this isn't like, it's, it's here, but I want to be here. And then you, so you start adopting like some new form stuff and some new mm-hmm. techniques and stuff. And then this and then that. And then it's just like, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't even know how to shoot this thing anymore. <laughs> and then so I just say, piss on it all. I'm just going right. to look at my target and shoot it. And by God, yeah. once yeah. you kind of flush that out of your head, I mean, there's a, there's a point of like growth and wanting to learn. And I guess that's all internal is like where that line is for you mm-hmm. but i know that i've crossed that line yeah. to where like i've given myself so much information and researched yeah. so much it's like you know so like you shoot your longbow it's like you you don't get to like roll back and kind of fall into that pocket yeah. and get everything ready and how does this feel and you can let down and go okay da, da. no it's because i know as soon as i feel this touch here here and here it's happening yeah. Like it mm-hmm. just has to happen. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, during practice, it's like, I'll shoot and it's like, well, shit, I don't, I don't even know where, did I touch that? Like, was it mm-hmm. this? Ah, and so like, and, and it becomes like, it's super addicting. Like you just yeah. can't get enough of it, but you, you can really, you got to be careful. Cause I'll tell people like you, you'll get inside your own head and you're yeah. trying to go through these processes that you have a split second to go through and you kind of just got to shake a lot of that stuff off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Information overload. And, yeah. and just stick to like with what you're doing and like what, and then you can, you know, like once you get this, this kind of down, then you can start working on, you know, uh, you know, your release and like, cause everything with trad is like so exaggerated. Like it's mm-hmm. the tiniest pluck is like, you know, like there's no forgiveness on stuff. You know, the only forgiveness you really have is the length of your bow. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah, it's to go back to um, what you were saying about that. His so one of his things is the biggest mistake that people make is they're aiming, mm-hmm. like they're actively. Yeah. That's where their focus is. Where your focus really should be on the process. Yeah, yeah. going through sense. the motion, yep. and then you. And he had this saying um, that I thought was really interesting. I'll see if I can remember it. It, it was uh, something about being able to pull the trigger slow enough oh, to stop it. To stop it, yeah. Having enough control over your trigger to stop or it. the motion to stop it yeah. and go back. Yeah. Cause that's a big thing for hinge hinge shooters like myself, like rolling it over. It's like going out of speed fast enough to where you'll get there, but you're not there for so damn long that you're aiming yeah. forever. And then you're in your head and then everything goes down the yeah. window. Yeah. But if something's not right, whatever it might be, you can still let down. Yeah. You, you can still back yeah. out of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I really want to dive more into it because it's really it's it's a little bit like overwhelming because you oh, know yeah. when he talks about his son Bodie who won Vegas, fifteen years old, right? So mm-hmm. this is kind of how this whole thing started, and everybody started paying attention. Like, whoa, what? How's it? You know, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. Uh, and he talks about how his focus, just the way that he he's very his son's very intentional on every shot, and he was just like, I just I can tell that he's gonna put it in the X every time. I can just see it. And he's like, then you see some of these other guys and it just starts getting in their head and they're just like, yeah. they're, they're over there, you know, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. moving around and oh, twitchy yeah. and nervous yep. and all that kind of stuff. And, yep. but then, you know, Rogan had made a comment about concentration and he was like, well, no, it's not about concentration though. Mm-hmm. 
he's like, it's again, it's about having that process and it's about mechanical things. Like you yeah. said, like the string touching a certain part of your face or like how, you know, he's got that new release now that has a clicker or some bows have a click on it. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things are really important. You don't necessarily need that, but he was like some of the things that you do, like the last thing I heard him talk about was how people kind of talk themselves into like the fine, like here we go release that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Like going through that motion, yeah. he was like all the most successful shooters that I know say something before they shoot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. Whether you have to physically say it or mentally say it, I don't know. He didn't really get into that, but it's just interesting to me because I'm not really so interested about hitting the penny at 20, but I'm really interested in never missing a deer again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ever. And yeah. not having that, you know, it, it's the worst feeling when you've worked so hard to get yeah. there and right. the odds are against you. Like yeah. we talked about, and then you blow it yeah. mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, that's tough. What happened? Yep. How yep. did this happen? I shot 15,000 arrows in my backyard and every single one of them hit where I wanted to. And then, you know, again, obviously what happened you got, you know, the animal was in front of you. It's a different yep. ball game, but having being able to have that control yep. right. and, and maybe make the decision like, well, maybe I don't need to pull the trigger right now or okay. knowing when to wait or just right. knowing to go through your process. So you're not after yep. the fact going, geez, um, I'm not sure I even had my people lined with my sight. You know? I can tell you what went wrong. That deer took three more steps closer. Down well, <laughs> well, that. And, you know? and I mean, too, like a, to me. a lot of that, a lot of that is it just boils down to just being in front of animals. Yeah. Yes. You know, like mm -hmm. in guiding, you can really tell people like, you know, well, well, this and that and how they, how they react when, when this target animal comes in and all this stuff. And it's just a matter of like, you learn a lot of that just, through the years of experience mm -hmm. of having yourself in that situation. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's no substitute for it, unfortunately. No. You know? and, and for us living in Minnesota, it's tough with like Super deer, tough. mule deer, yeah. but it's like, I know that feeling now where it's like, yeah. I could totally pick out that person too now. Cause yeah. I, I saw it in myself where yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. having more experience in front of that deer. And that's the great thing about like letting so many whitetails walk yeah. is you learn so much more about them both like mule deer mm -hmm. like i had to learn so much in yeah. like you know 16 days yeah so it's yeah. like yeah just just spotting them takes a little while right like mm -hmm. knowing what yeah. you're looking for oh yeah. my gosh all yeah. that kind of stuff because i can't tell you when i first started ben would be like oh yeah there's some deer over there and i'm like where <laughs> yeah he's like see him yet nope see him yet uh no yep and then he's yeah. like all right so he sets his binoculars up on his tripod. He's like, all right, come over here and look through mine. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there are deer over there. You know what I mean? And then eventually yep. when you first, when you start to see them, then you're like, okay, oh, I kind of know what I'm looking for. Yep. Right. You know, but then the Dakotas are always great, especially when you get a little bit of snow and every little spot yeah. of snow looks like a mule deer yeah. tail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That but happened to me, man. <laughs> what, what I struggle with a lot in them scenarios is like, you, you can pull up to some ground and like walk out on a high point and go, no deer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's full of deer yeah yeah it's just tiny little micro deals and like and then all of a sudden you're like well i'm just gonna sit here and i'm gonna eat my sandwich and a little bag of chips and just hang out for a mm -hmm. while i don't know really i have nothing else to do I don't, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like what the hell yeah the deer stands up out of its bed and it goes to shift you know and get out of the sun and it's like and then you're like well, okay you know and then there's spots where it's like you'll sit there all evening when the deer really start get up and start moving and mm -hmm. it's like boom 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 yep. and it's yep. like <laughs> You just, you really got to learn to just chill out. 
Yeah. Like I, I physically like out loud tell myself that a lot, like slow down. dude. Yeah. Like, I remember Rick telling me that when I was heading out there, slow, just sit for a bit. Cause you, you want to look wait. at it and go, there's nothing here because we're so programmed to this. There's stuff everywhere. They pull mm-hmm. her opposite yeah. right. and you go out there and it's like, what the? I remember the very first time I walked through these like little drainages and stuff, whatever. And it was Western South Dakota. And it's like, this is stupid. Yeah. There's nothing here. This is, this is a dumb, this is so yeah. dumb. Mm-hmm. I started walking. I started blowing mule deer out of that bitter brush. Like oh, yeah. just like crazy. Just, yeah. I'm just like, Holy jeez, Oh, there's a buck. Oh, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. You know? And it was like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a learning curve and you got to kind of give yourself grace too, because you know, say, say you're there for two weeks. Well, that's a two weeks. Like, Think of what you know here. You spent your whole life learning it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to be yeah. give yourself a little grace and not right. be hard on yourself and realize yeah. it is a, a learning process. Right. Definitely. And one of the things we had to learn too, and we'll learn the hard way a few times is kind of, I guess, knowing when you're like, okay, there probably isn't a lot of deer in here. I need to move on. Because yep. we've done that too, where it's just like, no, just sit it out, you know, and you'll, you'll sit a spot for like three days. Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, dude. And then we go to this other spot and it's like, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is where we need to be. And, and that's mule deer. Like that's something yeah. I've really learned with mule deer is like, they're like, they're you're in them or you're not. Yep. Yeah. That's just you're you're in that. them or you're not. Yep. It's one or the other. And I mean, it's, I'm not saying you can't go to spots and like see a handful of deer and da da da. But, right. but you, when you're in deer, it's like, Oh dude, there's a couple over there. Oh, oh, there's one. See that clip? Like there, you know, uh, you're in them. Like yeah, you're in there's them. a pile. When of you find when you find the ground that the deer, whatever they're correlating to, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a certain type of graze or there's more water, mm-hmm. you know, that year than there is anywhere else. Like, but when you're in them and you find them, you're in them. Right, and it's thick. Yeah, and it's like that's just like the thing too is like going slow and like giving yourself grace. It's like just keep hitting your spots and stay with it, stay persistent. And it's like, oh, there's no deer here. There's no deer here. What the hell are we gonna do? And then all of a sudden you're in them. Yeah. And then yeah. now all of a sudden the shittiest trip just <laughs> yeah. turned into the best one. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15. That's T R P fifteen at checkout for fifteen percent off VT. TX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stoke Rise branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear. 